0: Welcome back to the Teen Ink Podcast. This is the first episode, I believe, where we have announced that the podcast is actually a thing on social media and on our website and in newsletters. So it's officially the first real-time podcast that you guys are listening to. Today's topic is going to be climate change, which as a Teen Ink editor, I see Hundreds, if not thousands, of posts being submitted to the website about climate change, and it's no surprise that teens these days are more passionate about reversing the effects of climate change than their older counterparts. Um, Not only do they have to live with the future of the effects, they are also often too young to vote and enact the legislative changes that might reduce the amount of damaging factors on the planet. Um, A Pew research study found that Gen Z is much more likely to say that addressing climate change is their top personal concern, and your generation, Gen Z, is more likely to take action, talk about, or discuss the environment on social media than older generations. But just because many teens aren't old enough to vote, it doesn't mean that they're completely reliant on the adults to take action for them and take control of the next generation's futures. Um, Of course, um, arguably the most famous teen environmental activist is Greta Thunberg. Um, She rose to fame for her calls to action from politicians to take a stand against harmful environmental policies and destruction. Additionally, I personally know a couple people who are involved in the Sunrise Movement. It's an organization of thousands of young people whose common goal is to quote, stop climate change and create millions of good jobs in the process. Um, As I mentioned in the thrifting episode of this podcast, we put out a poll asking you all about your thoughts on the future of the world. And while many of you are optimistic about the Earth's future, a whopping 93% of you agree we need to be more concerned about the effects of climate change. And a majority of you think your quality of life will probably be worse than older generations. So, needless to say, this topic is on the forefront of many youth's minds, and that's exactly what we're going to discuss in this week's episode. So, we have three articles to share this week. Um, the first one is outlines ways in which one teenager thinks that we can save the planet. The second article is a satirical take on the oil industry, and the last is a poem from Earth's point of view, so stick around to hear. This first article is called The Tough Choice to Change Our Environment by Reese Morrow. I think it's pretty clear that all of us know the conditions of our planet, but do we really know the extremes of them? In honor of the 52nd Earth Day, I decided to take a look into this crisis more. Sadly, this isn't a new thing that society has been paying attention to. Scientists have been warning us for years about the upcoming reality of our home. Even though they have been giving us ways to slow down the process of destruction, society hasn't been listening. Now is the time we have to act. The data over the years has been outrageous. Scientists recorded the second hottest day in history in 2019. That isn't just some coincidence, it's caused directly from global warming. Not just the heat of our atmosphere, but our oceans are heating up. In 2019 again, temperatures were higher than ever before. To us, this weather may be nice to have at the beach, but it is destructive to animals, homes, and ecosystems. High temperature waters can affect the animals' ecosystem. Not to mention all of the plastic we have been filling with it. The latest stats of how much estimated microplastics in our waters was 5.25 trillion, and that was in 2020. The numbers for 2022 will be much greater. There are many companies now that produce products to lessen that number, but sadly, it is only removing less than a quarter. A common and known company that was made to stop this crisis was 4ocean. The brand started off making a $20 bracelet that was said to remove a pound of trash from the ocean. This is a start to a long journey to change the state of our planet. Saying we can help the planet is a lot harder than most people think. It is easy to say we won't use plastic or eat organic food, but it is actually hard to do. Why this has been pushed back so much is because it is difficult to ask millions of companies to just stop producing their product. Telling society that they cannot use their car, their main form of transportation, and that they should go back to bicycles or even horses is almost impossible. Researchers are essentially asking people to revert back to the 1800s. These requests are too big and broad to ask our world to do. No one will listen. The president cannot control what most brands produce, and brands won't stop putting out what is making them money. Although there are some ways communities can step in and help out, this problem won't stop completely, but can slow it down. Starting with what is known as the three R's, reduce, reuse, recycle. Cutting down plastic use and watching what you throw away is a huge help for the environment. Compost gardens are very helpful because you're recycling to an extreme. You are taking what you just used and putting it back into the environment so it can use it as nutrients. Although it is hard to ask a stubborn community to change their way of life, it has to be done. On the other hand, another very easy and effective way to help out our earth is volunteering in towns to help pick up trash. Shopping with reusable bags is a super quick and easy way to feel like you are helping the world. In order to save the environment, people must recycle, volunteer, and educate others. This needs to come to an end before it is too late. There is no excuse. We can't keep pushing off. Change starts today. I think in this article, Reese really encapsulates well the dilemma that people are now facing and realizing, which can leave a lot of people feeling dejected, um, myself included. Sometimes I get stuck in this kind of rabbit hole of thinking, like, there's nothing that one person can do to change the trajectory of climate change, especially when so many big corporations are looking to make money off the products that they sell, and they're not really too worried about what consequences there are to their actions. Um, And a lot of the time, it just seems really futile. Like I mentioned in um, the thrifting episode, when big corporations and big brands are producing so much fabric or especially waste it kind of feels like everybody else is helpless but there are ways that you can offset any personal emissions that you're giving off such as composting or using reusable bags um, anything that helps helps and I think the, the last note of educating others as being a way of fighting back against climate change, I think that's really lovely. And yeah, I'm sure Gen Z, you guys are not going to give up. Um, and that's definitely what the world needs going forward. This next article is called Oil Industries Future Operating Procedures, and I have to reiterate it is a satire. Don't, don't be believing that this is true, but it's a satire, and it was written by Mason Musmecker. Here at Oil Industries, we care about our employees. That's why we are happy to unveil our newly revised operational procedures to make sure all of our workers can enjoy a safe and efficient workplace. It's important that we adapt and overcome together as the world constantly changes around us. As the temperature increases worldwide, we will stay cool, calm, and collected together. Of course, we are doing all we can to reduce our carbon footprint and minimize impact. All of our refineries and drilling facilities are pumping out oil at maximum efficiency thanks to fully renewable energy sources. We strike an elegant balance between green energy and effectiveness so that customers around the world can keep fueling anything their gas-guzzling hearts desire. As the tides continue to rise, we work hard to make sure they have the gas they need to move their belongings inland. One change we plan to implement immediately is in the realm of construction. You may have noticed one or two articles in the news speaking of oil drilling operations that failed due to water levels exceeding the height of the refineries themselves. We want to assure you that the oil losses in these incidents were minimal and left our bottom line largely unaffected. That said, any older platforms without flotation devices will now be required to be outfitted with flotation devices that will suspend the drill safely on the surface of the water no matter how high the tides rise. Some silly labor unions are complaining about long work days in the sweltering heat of the day. We hear you, and we are ready to make some changes to ensure your comfort. Each supply room will be equipped with SPF 90 sunscreen, free for employees. Also, fans will now operate all hours of the day inside the supply rooms so that you may relax in comfort during your 15-minute breaks. Alas, breaks over 15 minutes will still result in termination and your removal from the premises. The new fan policy should prevent all heat exhaustion and passing out if break time is used effectively. It is your responsibility to get home safely. Keep this in mind when you think about passing out from the heat, and make sure you have a ride in order 30 minutes in advance if you plan to. Oil Industries is not responsible for drownings resulting from the firing of unprepared offshore drilling employees. Oil Industries would also like to take the opportunity to remind employees that they are not responsible for your eating or drinking while on site. Please be careful to ration out your money so that you can afford to continue to work. Unlike Oil Industries, Agricultural Industries is continuing to hike up prices as farmable land is lost. For this reason, Oil Industries will be rolling back our former worker relief programs. The canteens will be closed and no longer offering our clean water and cracker specials. Please be sure to plan accordingly so you can stay a part of the Oil Industries family. It has come to our attention that certain members of our Oil Industries family have been found participating in activities not sanctioned by management. As you can see from our updates, your health and happiness matter greatly to us. We would like to take this opportunity to reiterate that all complaints be issued to your superior and not any outside sources. Unions, media, and environmental protection agencies all make it much harder for oil industries to run effectively. By doing your part and reporting issues in-house, you help streamline the process to positive change. We are very happy to handle the hassle of coordinating with others for you so that you can have all the good changes with less of the stress. Also remember, spreading any rumors of employees getting fired after making requests or complaints is a fireable offense. This concludes the changes that we will be making today, but be sure to stay informed and read any future internal memos as we forge on in this brave new world. The few scientists that didn't walk out on us years ago are working hard on some exciting, new, faster-burning fuel that oil industries will be pushing out soon. We understand that the world is a scary place, and oil industries is happy to be the one stable thing in our employees' lives. Rain or shine, come hell or high water, every hour of every day, oil industries will be here with you until the very end, which may be sooner than you think. Mason writes in his author's comments, While writing this piece, I really wanted to hammer home how it felt from the outside looking in at the different oil industries around the world. As the world is getting warmer, it can be really terrible to see negligible change being made and even changes that lead to worse issues in the workplace or the climate we all live in. All of that frustration went into writing this, a piece that focuses on just how little these businesses care about those they impact. I love this piece, I think it's so clever, and it really hammers home how um, what's good for the goose, oil industries, is not always good for the gander, Um, which is people. Um, (laughs) Of course, all of these examples are extreme, but it is still important to recognize what is being done, not only at the expense of workers, but also at the expense of the planet, and it's important to hold certain industries and certain companies accountable for what they are actually doing to the planet, to their workers, and if they are responsible for something destructive, it's important that we as people ensure that they clean up their mess and that we stay educated on certain things that we need to look out for. This final article is a poem. It is written by Jaya Shavari Shankar, and it is called A Message from Your Planet. My waters are polluted. All my treasures have been looted. Plastics and trash are everywhere. They capture my fish with a snare. The birds and turtles mistake plastic for food. My oceans are dying, I must conclude. Acid rain and chemicals kill the corals, yet all they do is quarrel. No fish, no ice, nothing left for the polar bears, yet nothing is offered but tears. Neither is my land left untouched, full of landfills and chemicals, crushed. The other planets jeer and mock me. Why do you harbor life? Be free like us, can't you see? The same questions I ask myself. Yet my reason, I shall give, shall speak for itself. I offered a home to animals, planets, and humans too, with hope that they can make the universe better for all, me and you. Yet when humans hurt other life in my oceans, sadness, anger, fear come out all my emotions. Each piece of litter gives a heartache, yet some acts I witnessed stop the heartbreak. Activists tried to protect me, they pick up litter and plastic from my sea, Others march for change, demanding that animals and nature be saved, yet what touched me the most was people who picked up trash one by one near the coast. Even though the contribution seems small, to me it is the biggest of them all. I realize that being a planet full of life is quite rough, but having others to help makes the journey less tough. Never doubt someone's contribution, however small. We can save my oceans and land one by one, that's all yes this poem was written by your planet earth i am alive too and with words i have no dearth and i love the the one line in the author's comments which is that the author hopes to be a voice to the voiceless whether it is earth or underrepresented communities and i think that's really lovely thinking of earth as a a voiceless entity and that we as her inhabitants must be the voices in favor of keeping her alive and healthy and livable. Even though ultimately it may seem useless, doing your part, doing little things like picking up trash whenever you see it or cutting the plastic rings that soda cans come with, um, they all help and they're all important ways to ensure that, that our future is protected um, as well as possible. with that we are concluding our episode on climate change i'm sure this is such a huge topic i'm sure we'll revisit this topic later on in the future maybe find a different take for it but um as far as writing prompts we do have a contest that's going on right now um until the Uh, first of November. It's called Teens Making a Difference and it's an essay contest, but it's a short essay contest. So within 250 to 350 words, we are looking for teens who have made a difference in their community. Um, And it can be as simple as picking up trash off the side of the road or cleaning waterways or cleaning the ocean whenever you go snorkeling. I don't know. Uh, whatever you do to make a difference in the world, we would love to hear about it. And as a prize, you get a $25 Amazon gift card, which is standard for all of our contests. But you also win this book written by Natalie Silverstein, and it's called Simple Acts, The Busy Teens Guide to Making a Difference. So visit teeninc.com slash contests. It is the September 2022 and October 2022 contest, so get, get your submissions in. We would love to read them, and the winner and a few runners-up might even make it into the December magazine. And not even a might even, I'm going to say this right here, the finalists and the winner will definitely make it into the December 2022 issue of Teen Inc. magazine so get to thinking and thank you all so much for joining me on this episode the next episode of this podcast will be about culture shocks so if you have any great stories about a time you experienced culture shocks um go ahead and submit them and i will be picking some of my favorites and reading them on the next episode so Thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Bye!